Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Monday, it's Memorial Day today. Garrett is off with his family. Briefly, I wanted to just talk a little bit about Memorial Day. I had to look this up. I'm ashamed to admit it. But I wanted to say Happy Memorial Day, but I don't think that is really the right expression. So Memorial Day has evolved. It remains a day to honour the nation's war dead and veterans. However, it also honours everyone who has served in the U.S. military. So if you have served, thank you, thank you, thank you for your service. And then quickly, before we start the show, i got to tell you about my weekend. I was invited to see Taylor Swift at the MetLife Stadium. OMG. It was amazing. 70 80,000 people there, including Gal Gadot. Hello, Wonder Woman. Hello, hello, hello. Aaron Rodgers, the football player, he was there. And, of course, Taylor Swift. She is phenomenal. First of all, she's a real musician. She plays the guitar. She plays piano beautifully. And, really, my favourite part of the whole show, it's a big show, was just Taylor and a piano, acoustic, just her sitting there singing, oh, it was just so magical. But then when she does the big production numbers, ah, it's like a Broadway show with lights and costumes and sets. Three and a half hours Taylor was on stage. She did it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. i got to say, I'm now a Swifty. I really am. I always liked her, but I wasn't a fanatic. I liked her. I liked her music. I liked Shake It Off. I liked the hits. But after seeing somebody live, you either turn into a fan or you don't. I turned into a fan. And let me just add two. 
we got amazing seats. So thank you, Taylor. The seats were amazing. I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be invited to this sort of stuff. I never take it for, for, for granted, not for one minute. But I looked around, and what gave me maybe even more joy than seeing Taylor was the joy that she was giving her audience. There were a lot of young people there, people who were still sort of trying to figure out who they are, who they're going to be in life. And you could tell some of them were struggling with it. And then Taylor got up on stage and told them all they were beautiful, they were important, they were smart, and they believed it. And looking at their faces, singing along to Taylor, these kids who might have been misfits at school were kings and queens at a Taylor Swift concert. I just loved it. Okay, let's jump into the show. What time is it, my friends? It's tea time. There's a new report out saying that Meghan and Harry could return to the UK. Ooh. So Grant Harold, who was one of Prince Charles's butlers for quite a long time, about a decade, is saying the possibility of them returning to the UK, returning to Britain, is not off the table. He said, quote, I'd never say never. It's always possible that one day he, Harry, might want to come home. It's possible that he might want to buy a property here if he ever wanted to come over more and Meghan didn't want to come with him. Harold adds that Meghan doesn't really have any family in Britain. All her family is in the States. But Harry's family is still in Britain and he's always going to want to keep his fingers in that pie so to speak. He said Harry's going to want to have an association with Britain just in case one day he does want to come back. However we've got to point out at the moment they seem very happy in the States and that's where they want to be. So this is a really big question isn't it? Do you think they could ever return? It's interesting when I first came to America I didn't think about Britain very much. I loved it here. I'm a New Yorker. I'm an American citizen now but as I've got older and my parents have got older, my brothers and sisters have got older, I've started now to to miss Britain. I'm going back in a couple of weeks to see them. My mom and dad are now at an age where you know they're not going to be around forever and I want to spend some time with them. I get a little homesick at now and again. Don't get me wrong, there's, there's nothing bad here. I love my life in New York. I have a great life in New York. But I do have an emotional connection to the place I am from. And when I talk to my family now, I feel like I would like to be with them more. Luckily, I can afford to fly back, so I'm going to go back, and I've vowed at least now once a year I'm going to go back and visit my family. But it's it's recent. It's been the last four or five years I've started to feel like this. So, so Harry is still a young man, so maybe it's not pulling at his heartstrings yet, but when you get 40, 50, 60 years old, maybe Harry will. What do you think about this? Because you know on the Naughty But Nice Show, the only opinion that matters is yours. Which brings us to our poll question of the day. Harry and Meghan could return to the UK, says an expert. Do you think they will ever return? Ever's a long time. I could see a day when he gets a flat there. I don't think she'll ever like it there, but I think for family stuff, particularly his dad's in his 70s, his brother's going to be king one day, he grew up there, he has friends that he went to school with, university with. Do you think he will ever return? Hey, go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. 
This story is amazing. Kelly Clarkson is recalling, telling her crew, the staff at her show, through tears, that the show was moving to New York. So Kelly has shifted production from Los Angeles to New York, and she's finally explaining the reason for the change while recalling the moment she told the crew, which is something she apparently did through tears. She said the following quote. I talked to my crew back in January and it was like through tears because I have built such an amazing group of people. I was like, you guys need to know what's going on. It's either I'm not going to be able to continue with the show or I got to move it to the East Coast. She went on to explain that my family is from the East Coast. They're North Carolina based. She added, there are a lot of personal things going on too. I feel like our family, me and my kids, really need a fresh start. And I could not get it here in L.A. So she did not go into specifics about the fresh start. However, it's likely she's referring to a really ugly divorce from Brandon Blackstock back in March 2022. During the interview, the 41-year-old mentioned that she's missing her family and those feelings of homesickness have only increased during lockdown. She said, it was 100% my idea. And it was really cool that NBC, that's the company she works for, backed me. So any chance we can do it in New York, which gets me closer to my family, is something she's going to take. Now, this is interesting because recently there has been major reports that the work environment on the Kelly Clarkson show was traumatic, was difficult, was toxic. Now folks are saying that the staff, the people that are talking out are staff that are annoyed that she's leaving LA and leaving them. They don't want to move to New York. We all have families, don't we? It doesn't matter if you're Kelly Clarkson or you're the scriptwriter on the show. And this actually ties back quite nicely to our Harry story. Family has the most amazing emotional pull to your heartstrings. It really does. And it's something that you can never really walk away from. I've had moments in my life where I fell out with my family, but you always go back. I've had moments in my life when I fell out with friends. That I haven't gone back to quite as quickly. Family are always there. And I know we want to say that that isn't the case, but I think it it is. They, they have such a connection for good or bad in your life. And Kelly's missing them terribly. Her divorce was really ugly. She never really fit into L.A. She's not Gwyneth Paltrow, and I know that's a stereotype of L.A., but there's some truth to it. Kelly's an East Coast girl. She doesn't do the plastic surgery or the Botox. She's quite natural, isn't she? Which is something that seems to be more celebrated on the East Coast than the West, dare I say. So I can understand why she's doing this, and I think talking to her staff is the right thing. Don't sweep problems under the rug confront them, talk about them. Now, really, there's not much of a conversation here because Kelly's the boss, it's her show. But I think explaining that the choices were the the following. One, the show closes in LA. Or two, the show remains on, but we move to New York. Those are the two choices. And the staff then can decide, do they want to move their families to, to New York? I don't know if they all do, but that's their choice. But I think Kelly here, telling the truth, talking to the staff, not having secrets, not being shady. I think that's a way we should all, 
all approach our business lives and our personal lives. Okay, I had to do a Taylor Swift story today because now I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the world. Her new single hints at the reason behind her split, saying, quote, I wouldn't marry me either. Ooh. Taylor's brand new song was released in a deluxe version of Midnight, which seemingly hinted at the reason behind her split from her ex, Joe Aldwin. The second verse seemingly features Taylor begging for her partner to see her pain. The bridge, a notorious poignant part of any Taylor Swift song, seemingly wonders why she isn't being valued by the person she loves as they drift further apart. Then she belts out the track's most devastating lyric, singing, quote, and I wouldn't marry me either. Now, while Swift has not commented about the song, she lets her music speak for itself. Its release comes one month after she broke up with Joe Aldwin. They'd been together for six years. Insiders at the time told me Joe is very shy and he never liked all the attention that came with dating really one of the most popular singers in the world. What do you think about all this? A few things. After seeing her on Saturday night and realising the power of her celebrity, I don't think I've ever seen that ever. And I've met a lot of famous people. Madonna at her peak was definitely a superstar, but this was different. Trust me, I've toured, I used to work for Bon Jovi. I've been to 100 John Bon Jovi concerts. He's played massive arenas outside, 60,000, 70,000 people, but it wasn't the same intensity as these young fans had towards Taylor. After the show, when we were coming home, we were talking about what a great time we have, and then one one of my friends actually was like, I feel sorry for her. And I was like, what? And they're like... Her whole life now, she's going to be Taylor Swift. And all the baggage and all the, you know, yes, she makes a lot of money. She lives in the lap of luxury, but she'll never be able to catch a train home with her friends after seeing a pop concert and sit there giggling. It's just not part of her life now. She's got security, all these people around her. And she'll always now be Taylor Swift. And I think when we're little, a lot of people dream about being a pop star. Goodness gracious, now I've met so many, I would hate to be that famous. I'd hate it. And you wonder if your friends are really your friends. Can you ever have a normal relationship? If you're that powerful, if you're that rich, can you meet people who are equals? Can you have friends who are equals? How do you get along with your family now? Are they all on the payroll? It made me a little bit sad for Taylor. And then when I was listening to this song about the breakup, when she says, I wouldn't marry me either... It's not because she's not successful. She is. It's not because she's not beautiful. She is. It's not because she's not kind. She is. It's because of her fame. Would you marry somebody that famous? My answer is no. I wouldn't. Now, you know my my husband is a songwriter, and he's famous amongst writers, amongst people in the theatre, amongst other songwriters, but he's not known if we walk down the street, and I love that. I love that we can go to the diner and get cheap eggs and bacon and sit there in our sweatpants and our hair is not even brushed and we can laugh and we can giggle. I love that we can walk down the West Side Highway together and not worry about a paparazzi taking up picture or having to look nice or, or, or be nice to everybody that comes over and says hello to you. There's something really alien about people you don't know coming over and talking to you like they know you. I hate to admit this, but Taylor did ask the question in the song, 
I wouldn't marry me either. And now I understand exactly what she is talking about. Okay, quickly, before we get a break, Lisa Vanderpump is denying that she learned about the scandal on her show, The Affair, a long time ago. So silence in the rumours. Lisa is denying any knowledge of the Tom cheating on Ariana before the scandal broke. She said on Twitter, quote, No, I didn't know until a minute before... You all did. I wish I did, though. So Vanderpump producers have really caused this problem by suggesting that they have a really big reveal coming up, and it sparked speculation that the revelation would be Lisa Vanderpump knew about the affair all along. However, she is nixing that theory, saying, I know the revelation, and that isn't it. So the reason this story is blowing up is it's reality TV, and often in reality TV, plot lines, storylines are manipulated and not always quite reality, dare I say. So people are now wondering, was this scandal actually real? Was it pre-planned? It's made the show a really, really monster hit, bigger than The Housewives. So was all this done deliberately by Bravo and Lisa Vanderpump? She's saying no, no, no. However... I'm not quite as sure. Very naughty. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm the Blob Shooter. Garrett is off today, so let's get to the polls. Da, da, da. Britney Spears reunited with her mommy after years-long feud. Years-long. I think it was three, four years they've not spoken. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Let's have a look. said a good idea. This show's about family today, isn't it? Even when family members hurt you, can you ever walk away and feel okay? I hope the answer's yes, because some family members have just done stuff that is so toxic, that is so bad, they've not learned a lesson. They keep hurting you over and over again, and you've got got to protect yourself. But walking away from family, you know... It's really, really hard. Hey, don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to learn your results. And now it's time for our nicest of the day. King Charles has honoured Tina Turner with a musical tribute at Buckingham Palace. So King Charles is honouring Tina Turner with a tribute that is fit for the Queen of Rock and Roll. After the legendary singer's death was announced on Wednesday, the newly crowned royal allowed the band of the Welsh Guard to perform Tina's 1989 hit, The Best, during the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace on Friday. Charles first met Tina in 1986 after she performed at the Prince's Trust all-star rock concert at Wembley Stadium. We also know too from Prince William that Tina Turner was really important to this family. He he revealed that his mommy, Princess Diana, would play this song the best for him and Harry as they drove to school. She insisted on driving her sons to school and it eased their anxieties. In the car, they got nervous. They didn't want to go to school and Princess Diana would play, you're simply the best and they would scream and sing. I love it, I love it, I love it. Our nicest of the day. And now our naughtiest of the day. Naughty, 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 naughty. 
American Idol runner-up Megan Daniel is speaking out about the rumour that the show was rigged. Following the finale, there's been some debate amongst the fans that the show was, was, was rigged. And Megan is now opening up about the controversy and pushing back on that, saying, quote, I would say that that isn't true, you know, because I feel like God made it all happen for a reason. She went on to say that I feel like Liam was deserving. He won. And he's so humble and so talented. And this was his time. And I'm super proud of him. You know what, Megan? You are a class act. Because rumours of something being rigged steals the success from the winner, doesn't it? And Liam deserves all this success, and I love that you are saying so. Okay, everyone, let's end with a moment of rub. You get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rub, you get a rub. you got to be ready to let somebody walk out of the door. You have to listen when someone tells you that they are not ready to heal. I'm going through this at the moment with actually a family member who is just so toxic, always has been, always has been nasty, has never been nice. But recently, as she's got older, she's got worse. And now the abusive emails, the abusive texts, the nasty phone calls, I've got to stop. And I, for years, have been trying, waiting to see if she will heal. She won't. You've got to listen When someone tells you they are not ready to heal, she is not ready to heal. In which case, I've got to let her walk out of the door. Hey, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Naughty But Nice with Rob Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And thank you for your service. Remember, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be nice. You sound great, Naughties. Pip, pip. It's naughty but nice with Rob. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.